Now is your time to flex. What's happening, everybody, and welcome back to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. This podcast, of course, is being brought to you by the motivators at Fledgeology, where the mantra is leap, grow, fly. And today we're going to be getting into your life soundtrack and the influences of those external voices. But before we get into all that, I definitely got to introduce the team who's on the call today. Of course, we got the Q's, Mike D. Hello. We got Faison and guest appearance, Namdi. Let me see if Namdi going to speak up. Easy. <laughs> hello, hello, world. Special guest appearance. I promise you guys that Namdi will be here, and he is here today. In real Answering form. questions at the end. <laughs> ready to go. Kidding. Back on the podcast, he took a little hiatus from us, but fresh by popular demand, El Freshadente is back with us on the 13th floor. What's happening? Always behind the wheels and always ready to get it in. Greetings and salutations from the 13th realm, baby. Let's go. Where, where you been at, man? What's been going on? Man, life's been going on. Uh, uh, as most know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So, you know, I've been uh, out there in the battlefield with my uh, my team, having to uh, make sure we are, are getting ourselves on the right track to make sure 2017 is going to be good and prosperous and, and lead our way to a very even more successful 2018. Good stuff. Good stuff. We're glad to have you back on the show, man. It hasn't been the same without you. And of course, definitely feel the love. <laughs> And of course, last but not least, the prolific one, Carol. What's happening? Felicidades y salutaciones a todos. Bueno, sí. Yeah. Hi, papi. All that. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you even hey, say? Man? <laughs> I said greetings and salutations. Um, Hey, man, look, I'm trying to drive our listener audience, man. The Hispanic population is huge, man. Anybody we can reel in, I'm trying to get them, so. I know that's right. And they all, everybody needs inspiration, motivation. That's right. You know how many people turned up just because I did that? Yes, sir. <laughs> Especially down south, man. That's crazy. Hey, you said that. You know, it rolled off the tongue quite, quite well. So you, you, you're fluent in Spanish, I think. Yes, I am fluent, sir. Any other Would you like me to do the rest? Would you like me to do the rest of the podcast in Spanish? Yeah, do the whole podcast in Spanish. Have the, uh, what you call it? Uh, the captions uh, at the bottom. Exactly. The put the captions there. We'll have, have the closed captions. Right. <laughs> hey man, so it's a lot going on. Uh, we talked about March Madness last uh, last week, and it looks like Mike D is the only one whose bracket survived. I guess he's really the only one that had a bracket anyway. But Gonzaga <laughs> made it. Right, right. We 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 hopeful. The rest of the bracket is garbage. The same with the women's one. Who'd have thought UConn would have lost? Mm. So I didn't even feel I won on that time. I just played game street. Right. And lose by one in overtime. Like I just put I didn't put anything on that. I just put them as the champion and then kept moving on that bracket. But it's been interesting. <laughs> like, like anybody that says they got a perfect bracket for the men's side, you don't know basketball. Because things just came out of nowhere that there's no way you could have predicted. Xavier gets as far as they did. Like Kansas, Kentucky, Villanova, all of them lose at the times that they lose. Like, you can sense that they're going to lose, but for certain teams to lose when they did and to the people that they did, that's just luck. It literally that's why is. the NCAA is, is, is great basketball. Yep. Yeah, you literally I never know. You never know, Shouty. You yep. never you gotta you gotta watch every game. And that's kinda of something that I know people that do brackets, 
they start watching NCAA basketball like in October and November, which is why they can predict the upset to the smaller schools. Because with networking, they show the smaller schools earlier in the year. So they'll give you a preview of who they think is going to be good. Like when ESPN started talking about like the uh, marathons and the college basketball things that happen around Thanksgiving, I mean Thanksgiving and Christmas, they're showing you who they think is going to be in the tournament. But once it starts to get to January and February, they go to the big tournament in the league so that way they can make their money. So you forget about them. Like for them to pick Middle Tennessee State, like they're good. People are like, I ain't seen Middle Tennessee. Who is Middle Tennessee State? And they come out there and they got guys that are balling. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah you got to watch. And then even in the tournament, you got to watch it because styles are different, which is why I picked Gonzaga because they still got that big lead. Like nobody has a solution for Karnowski. Nobody. You can do whatever scheme you want. That dude is seven feet, 300 pounds. You're not moving him. He's Shaq size. He's just mm. bigger than everybody. Mm. There's no way you can. That's why I picked him. And they're there, so we'll see. Let's see what happens. Fingers crossed. I'm still so stuck on UConn's girls losing. I had no idea. That like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And you watched it. That shot was crazy. Like yep. that whole, just the way it transpired at the end. It was like they were defeated before that shot even went up. Yeah, right. and that girl's little too. She's like five yeah. two. <laughs> I, I was just about Good. to say. I was just about to say, and that takes. You talk about Gonzaga and their big dude, but what about Mississippi State and their big heart? Like that's heart, right? That's all it is. A thousand percent. You just trying to compete, and you realize that you're competing long enough that you actually have a chance. And then when that moment comes, boom, ready, done. Say la vie, seize the day. Opportunity you get, don't just stop. Be happy that you get there, win it. I mean, you're there, why not? Yep. So, so who yeah. y'all got on the men's side taking it home? Because it's Gonzaga and North Carolina, right? Yeah, I think so. I didn't see the end game, but I said I'm a little nervous now because okay, got some big dudes, so they can handle Kardowski. I'm a little nervous. They got, they got, they just as athletic and just as big, and they kind of been here before. So on that game, it depends on the guards. So both both teams' guards got uh, got sprained ankles. So whoever can heal the fastest between yesterday and tomorrow, that's the team that's gonna win. And they did. It's not gonna hurt during the game. It's gonna hurt today, and it's gonna hurt tomorrow morning. So it's all on the trainers. Whoever can get the ice and the electric stuff in there and the massaging, that's who's gonna be the one that's gonna play. But 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 again, it goes to show where. All right, you got the players, but what does the rest of the team surrounding them look like? Because that's what's going to come down to. It's going to come down to the quality of their training staff. And was somebody thinking about that before the season even started? Uh, man, I need to make sure I got the best people on this training staff possible to give us the best yep. chance to win the title in the end. Yep. Yep. So that's where yep. the system and the pieces come together, man. So we're going to see. Yep. Yep. That one, I had, I had to go to North Carolina on that one. They got more money. They got more money. Dang it. But Gonzaga, <laughs> like, everybody been talking about this is their, their first time in the uh, Final Four or, um, or the championship. Right. But they've always been like a major player for as long as I've been watching college basketball. So it's surprising to me that this is their first time actually in the ship. Yeah. Dang That's how it goes oh, well. down. It was a good round while it lasted. 
Hey man, uh, listen, I'm I'm gonna go with the underdog Gonzaga and see what happens, man. It, it's all gonna come down to you know who who has the better coaching game, who who has the better impact, who has the better external voice that's gonna affect their players. That's what's gonna come down to. That makes sense. Hey Art, we're gonna go to you, man, because uh, the excitement around uh, Iron Fist, you know, a couple weeks or uh, last week. I need to know how how was the series? Oh, okay. Uh, how do I do this without being rude? Let's start there. <laughs> um, I think I think that it was a it was a good series. Um, I think they were trying to do too much to lead up to Defenders, which is the next you no know, the mashup with all the uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil, and Iron Fist. Um, but it could have been eight episodes. And I was talking to Kay offline. And we were just chit-chatting about the, the series. And I was like, uh, if you watch first eight episodes of it, you're like, man, this thing's fire. It's great. It's moving pretty good. And then the last, like, five, you're just like... This got weird. And it can end. Yeah. Every, every episode was like, you could... And the acting's on, like... They, <laughs> like, why, why are we doing these extra scenes? Like, it's, it's just like you said literally the first eight you are like fired up and like wow this is this is gonna be crazy once everybody gets together but then by the time about the eighth ninth episode some crazier stuff starts going on you're just like whoa wait come on man <laughs> exactly <laughs> is it really yeah. all of this is necessary like they're trying to catch up with all the daredevil and uh yeah and exactly they're trying to put it together yeah <laughs> go ahead and it, it's crazy because again like you can see like you can tell okay halfway through filming this they were just like so geeked about defenders that they just they lost focus on iron <laughs> fist and it was like hey 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 what about this moment right now focus on this moment right now make this moment the best possible but you're looking forward so you mm -hmm. lose your focus you lose you lose your momentum and i even saw an interview with the guy that, that played uh iron fist and he said look he said, some of those fight scenes you saw, I literally learned what was going to happen like, like 15 minutes before we actually filmed it. Wow. And you, and you could see it. You could see it because the fight scenes were terrible. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got fired for saying that. And like, he doesn't even <laughs> actually end up yeah, all of a sudden now being in, in, in the actual Defenders movie. But um, man, hopefully if they do keep them, they, they're hopefully they are working on him now. And I think they've already started shooting. They've already started filming, so it might be too late. But man, I feel like the 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 like I said, his acting like around episode eight just all of a sudden got real like C movie D list. Yeah. Like it just all yeah. of a sudden turned just so bad. At the end of the day, it was just like, what is going on? What what, <laughs> what happened to, to to Iron Fist? Well, you, and the thing that they got me the most, and and I'll I'll, I'll let you move on, Brett, from this point, but. No, they showed everybody how they got their powers. So Daredevil got, they showed his, Jessica Jones, they showed hers, they showed Luke Cage's. They didn't show the dragon. The most important part of Luke Cage is him punching through the dragon's heart and taking the power of the Iron Fist. Don't show me some eyes. 
and then cutscene, his fist growing. That's not how it should work. Like, go and get me. You got 13 episodes. You can at least need I need the real. I need at least 15 minutes of a dragon fight and a heart fight. Trying to save that for season two. Now you don't mess it up for everybody who don't read. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. But if you don't know that by now, then you you watched the wrong comic book. You already was watching messed up. But but listen. So let let's be real. So this guy. Netflix has made a living and, and, and they are becoming relevant off of finding these not quite A-list actors. They'll probably turn into A-list actors after their Netflix series. But this guy, I think he came from Game of Thrones, I think. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. I watched Game of yep. Thrones now, so now I'm interested. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, he, he's on Game of Thrones and, and I don't know if they were if they gambled that he was gonna have some big transfer over from it, but like oh, you just see Brett was just like, really? Like <laughs> <laughs> he's a Game of Thrones watcher, didn't even know. So, but what's funny is that even though we say this, um, Iron Fist was still Netflix's most binged drama premiere. Of course, that's they're waiting they for the defender. They did it right, and I'm thinking marketing last, around it. You, know, you got you got all of the comic book fans. They've been doing Daredevil, Jessica Jones. You had Luke Cage. So, and I've heard great things about all of those shows. So this is the first, uh, like, real, I guess, semi-positive review or I guess negative review of any of those comic books. So, you know, everybody expected it, and in the comic book world, you know, it's it's huge. So, I can see that. Defenders is only going to be eight episodes so it's going to be eight fire episodes i'm not sure how they're going to do that with all, all the scenes but i'm excited there's only eight um even though they should have made that 13 and made iron fist eight so I say, man, but it you, is what it you is you got so many storylines coming in together eight episodes just doesn't sound like enough but i don't know i guess we'll leave that there <laughs> <laughs> straight up so going into the life soundtrack and those external voices as you spoke about, man, before we start like the soundtrack portion, I, when we came up with the idea, I thought it was interesting to find out if if you had a life soundtrack, right? Or you had some theme music playing behind you, what it would be. Man, look, uh, people can't see it, but I got it. I got it right here in my phone. I, I keep... I, I keep a list of, of, of my theme music, of my of my life soundtrack. So um, I'm about to age check you now, Brett. Here it comes. I'm warning you in advance. Um, I got Rising to the Top by Kenny Burke. Nope. You know that song. You know that. Keep rising to the top. Before we even get into that, like, and this Give me all you got. Give me all you got. I don't, I don't know you go. old music by name like that. Like you said, I probably would know it if I heard it, but I'm not the old soul. Now, Chris, my lady, she, she'll probably know every song. That you about the name right now, but I, me, I'm probably I'm, I'm a fail. Yeah, well, you know I got to age check you. I know you had no chance, but I figured you know maybe maybe you surprise us. Uh, I got Getaway by Bobby Brown. Oh, no, wow. nope. you don't know that song either, Brett. That's terrible. Uh, I got Bre- Breakaway by Wiz. This is a breakaway. Yep. All that. Yep. Uh, I got Wake Up Everybody by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. You know that. Wake, wake Up Everybody. everybody. Yeah, I got The Feeling, James Brown. I got that. Yeah. I got that feeling, baby. 
that's Mike's soundtrack too. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Super bad by James Brown as well. Yeah. How you like me now, Kumo cool D? Yeah. Uh, Survival of the Fittest, Mob D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Public Enemy, Fight the Power. That's a Spike Lee joint. That's a Spike Lee joint. Right. I'm sorry, <laughs> Spike. Uh, apologies. What else I got? I got Eminem, Not Afraid. I'm not afraid. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I got I got a whole bunch more, man. But yeah, like I actually literally have a a note section in my phone where when I hear a song that I think should be on my life soundtrack, I, I put it on there. The, the crazy part about that, look, when, uh, when my grandmother died, I went by the house and I got my grandfather's records. So I actually have those James Brown songs on 45s when they first came out. I, I got that. I've got original Otis Redding album, um, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Temptation, like stuff I hadn't even heard of. I have at least maybe 150 to 245s. I got his eight tracks. I made a whole stack of people I hadn't heard. I just asked my mom, like, can you please tell me who these people are? She's like, oh, that's this baby. And that's that, that one. Uh, and it was for my mom's 75th birthday party. I took all of them. My wife had given me the record player where you can download it to the computer. And I just downloaded everything. Nice. Yeah. That, that, that was all, a hit. Authentic stuff. sound. That authentic yeah. crack. Yeah. Not the background. Yeah. <laughs> I don't don't mean for us to get off but uh, get off topic here but shoot man you can go anywhere now and buy vinyl again now you can go to Best Buy they got vinyl yep revival is real yep vinyl is uh, on its way back so Faison what you got man we always know that I um like a revolving playlist in my head, so I don't, I'm not as uh, skilled or prepared enough with Carol to have a list of life. Um, but, but <laughs> my uh, my current soundtrack is going to be the Jadena album. That's my, I play that n- nonstop in my head. So, and and the song that I would say that that I'm living right now is Two Points. Two points. All my two points back. <laughs> yep. So that's where I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. And those who listen to Jadena or want to, when you hear that song, you know uh, that's my energy. That's my flow. That's my my spirit. That's his Nigerian warrior. Um, I, I think I have more of a a seventies funk soundtrack that's always kind of playing in, in in the background of my head. I'm definitely more of a, a old soul in that sense. Even though I I love hip hop and R and B and all that good stuff, I definitely have a you know a mean bass, a uh, 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 dude on a guitar, and uh, a drummer back there just getting. And then the horn section comes in every once in a while when things is really popping. That dude said he got some Curtis Mayfield on his yeah, sound. Exactly. exactly. And so what you have in just the 70s, rides. you know what I'm saying, like going with that, I guess, era, that funk era, how, how was, how is that impactful in you? Because that's really what we want to get into, like the soundtrack and how it plays, it plays a major role in your life. Yeah, I think that especially that era, like funk music was such a, a breakout and expression that, uh, you know, similar to me, I try to uh, be authentic to myself 
and, and try to break down a lot of barriers as far as uh, having people feel somebody uh, you know who looks like me or, or you know listens to music that I do may not be able to achieve or accomplish the things uh, that are set in front of them. And so I, I definitely enjoy being that person that can change somebody's mindset and understanding of, of you know other people like me at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I, I think it's when you talk about funk and you know obviously I have some of that in my soundtrack but it's it's hey you might not like this because of the way that the the drum hits or whatever it is but but this is what I felt this is what I represented and you don't have to like it but for me it's it's fire it's 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 funky and this is what it is this is how I'm going to be and it's a statement you know what I mean it, it's that unapologetic statement that this is what it's going to be. And, you know, if it doesn't make you groove, it doesn't make you move. That's all right. Smooth. Ah, it's more if it, if if you're not feeling the, the energy and in, in what I'm bringing to the table, it's more of a there's something wrong with you. It's not that there's something wrong with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can, I t- can I add? Uh, I'm going to backtrack on mine. Um, I, no, get me wrong. I am loving dinner. So that's my soundtrack right now. But. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was in the shower actually, and uh, you know that revolving jukebox popped in again. And this might this might be a little too old for you, Brett. Um, but this, that sound, that self, I, I know. What's up with all uh, the jazz, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that self destruction uh, track that came out. Yeah, with a, all the rappers, that was that was late eighties, and like every superstar. I can still recite that whole song. I can recite it from beginning to end and, and literally put my life in each of those situations where it was, except for the jail one. I didn't do that one. But self-destruction. Else, You're heading for self-destruction. Yeah, man. See, y'all just got to give me some like lyrical or musical reference. I need a couple bars. You just need a couple bars. That's how it goes down. Let's, you know, if we're going to. We're press for you to party. Money in your pocket. There you go. You ready? Okay, you guys ready to press for you to party. Money in your pocket. Diamonds in your body. To get inside, to pay the whole $10. Got chased with a razor blade. Taped to the cow. Leave the guns in the crack and the knives alone. MC lights on the mic. There you go. I'll leave it there. Just drop the mic on y'all. Hey, 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 so let me ask y'all the question. Which one wins out? Self-destruction or we're all in the same game? Self-destruction. Self-destruction, hands down. Yeah, yeah self-destruction. self-destruction. That, that, that hook, like, yeah. that hook got you. You was just like, that That was a beautiful chant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, self-destruction. Got the K- yeah, it's got the KRS-1 feel to it with the what? self-destruction. Right, yeah. Like, they were serious about like we are all in the same game. That was more kind of we are the world ish. That was yeah, it was nice, yeah. But it was yeah, self destruction. Right, right. My, I I think my favorite. I, I don't know. I have a couple favorite parts of self destruction, but that Dougie Fresh breakdown. When they took yeah. the moment of silence. Man, that was fire. <laughs> yeah, man. So when y'all ready to talk about some future or you know J Cole. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, it's Future, different. Future is not going to ever make the list. He would never ever make that's that. Not true, man. Right. That it may not fit exactly into your, I guess, soundtrack, quote unquote. But if you could talk, if you can listen to Self Destruction and they talking about the guns and the violence and going to jail, then you could probably listen to some of Future. Like I could play Mask Off, and the beat alone would probably be what keeps you, you know, engaged. To the, to the music and that's just one of, that's just just how I see, I see but you know what you you just said what the major difference is exactly that's what we hear in future I mean if you open your ears you can hear it here's the major difference self-destruction you can play the acapella exactly. and it will still move you it'll still impact you right nah, that's on, you know what I mean songs like yeah that. And it was different. It was like that generation wasn't talking to your ears. They was trying to get you to open your third eye. So they was trying to get you to think. They was trying to get you to go deeper into your life circumstance. Like we delivering a message. It wasn't about the beat. It wasn't about having a different style. Like they wanted to make sure you understood the words. And the people that wasn't, you didn't listen to, you would listen to their words like that's garbage. And then you would just not even playing like they would come out they would make a 45 they make one song your music is garbage and you're gone that's why krs1 run bmc nas grandmaster flash that's like africa bambada all of that is the words because at that time the sound wasn't that like it wasn't everybody wrapped over the same beat yeah it was all about the words and all about how you were connected to people to get them yeah, to understand and they would yep well, I was gonna say most of their beats were so basic. It was just about that drum and that 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 bass and that kick, that 808 and that kick. Yep. That most of mostly everything was that same thing. That it was the words were what made you stand out. They were gonna sit there and in the master ceremonies, the MC, how it originated was being able to help the DJ and move the crowd. Right. And right. it wasn't yep. about the so you had to say something important that people were going to understand and and, and yep. feel motivated with in order to go ahead and and, and get the party started. It used yep. to be like it, it yeah. used to be the music complemented the lyrics. Yep. Now yep. now the music compensates for the lyrics. Yeah. Yep. I can see that. I can see that. Yep. But all right, so a better example. When we talk about a true to life life soundtrack, for your eyes only, y'all. Li- uh, anybody listen to that? For your eyes only. That's the the most recent J Cole album. That yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Good he, stuff. He J. Cole basically good. told a life story through that whole thing. So there you have the instance of the lyrics actually telling the story of being more important than just the music behind it. But the music but that's alongside it. That's J Cole's. That's J. Cole's hat tip to, to the days of old, it, just like Kendrick Lamar's last album. Right. Where that's, that's more of them recognizing that that's how it was back in the day, the importance. And, and you listen to older albums, you listen to those Wu-Tang and those Outkast albums where back in our time, you'd get that CD, put that thing in, and it was like a, a, a movie would go off because there were skits involved in albums. There was, you know, it was whole production as opposed to just oh man, I got 12 songs I did over the last, you know, two weeks on tour. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out as an album. Yeah, it's like, if you think about Red Man, like every Red Man album, he had something about Superman Lover that was on it. So, and it started from the beginning and it went yep. to the end. I mean, he's like, I'm taking like this dungeon. Music. Right, and he would just rock. And, and then it would be to a point where once it got to the end, you just let it continue because it was like, he's gonna start and it, 
it just all meshed together. It was only like you on a road trip before you know it, you can listen to the album six times. Yeah. I'm gonna drop something else in and then that thing was just wrong. It was I mean Slick Rick's children's story. That was the police and crime and all that from the crackhead to the what? <laughs> that's all that's all lyrics. All lyrics. Yeah, I mean all lyrics, but what's funny about it is that the things you guys are talking about as you're talking about it it's taking you back through your life and yep. you you, you mm-hmm. can probably put events and things with it and to some degree this this influenced you so i know we're talking about rap but let's take it to to a whole nother genre let's take it to reggae mm-hmm. right and let's talk about some bob marley um, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about stuff that just resonates with with your life and probably impacted what people were doing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bob was just, shot like, the sheriff. This is an icon, man, but and I everything. Shoot the deputy. I think everything in his music was just so genuine, and it spoke to you on so many different levels. But everything, I, he was such a common man. Like he was so big, but he never lost like that common touch. Like he never got away from what was really most important, like his family. I remember him doing an interview and the dude talked to him and was asking about, you know, his riches and his wealth. And he was like, look around me. You know, I have my family, I have my health, I have my kids. I'm making this music like that's that's wealth to me, not the money and everything. So just Bob on a whole, the way he spoke to to, to people and just how timeless his music is now. Like you can't go anywhere Authentic. and find uh, somebody that doesn't like Bob Marley. That that just won't happen. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. that's what happens when you're authentic and and authentic past worrying about the uh, you know the. The, the 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 facades that are right in front of you the gold chains and the you know i gotta get you know money and, and have a big claim like he was authentic to you know feelings passion and 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 you know daily things that you do that emotions that everybody feels as opposed to going into the materialistic things and singing about you know great cars and and spending money let me really do music that is related to by everyone and that's why it's so time people right he yep. was really for the people and you know, look at the strength of who he was. We talk about other things, and Brett has no idea. Bob Marley is long before Brett, and man, he jumped in like he came alive. Oh man, Bob, yeah, da, 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 da. he just started running, rattling off, and that's when you really know that something that you are exposed to is impactful when it transcends generations. So you could almost say that Bob was the biggest artist before Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And then you know, I mean, just think about it, man. When you, when when your song starts out with "Emancipate yourself from mental slavery," it's like, oh shoot, wait a minute. Let me let me stop and listen. Wow. Yep. I would even say that if there is no Bob, there is no Mike, because Mike started getting more conscious as right. he got older and started to make his own music, and he, in some respects, started to sound a lot like what you just said about Bob's opening there. Like it would get to a point where he was using the music to make a political point about things that were going on in the world. It wasn't just about me and my block and my city and where I'm from. This is things that are going on throughout the world that affect humanity. It's hunger, it's injustices, it's inequality. It's affecting me, but I understand my point and how I'm connected to the world. History, history, volume one. That second, the second disc in the album is all political. All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. 
And I think you hit on two key points there, man. The first one was the authenticity from Fresh. Um, the authenticity of these, these, this music, these soundtracks, this that's playing around you is very important because you're true to self. Not only the authenticity, but the maturity or that or the maturation that happened. So how you said Mike, Mike uh, with Michael Jackson, you know, he started out talking about Dirty Diana and then it just ended up happening. He, he went into, you know, we are the world, you know, so but all throughout the, his life, you know, those experiences, the music, like him listening to the Bob Marley's or his experience, all of that played a role in getting him to the we are the world point and trying to save the world and heal the people and be for the people for the people and, you know, his political agenda to help the society of the world. Yeah. And think about it. When did these people and not just not just singing artists, but actors or athletes for that matter, when do you all of a sudden see them getting slandered and they're experiencing hardship imposed by government or some outside force? It's when they put out something that connects to the people and that they know and that they know breaks the regular cycle. Like, let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. Right. Look at this dude. This dude, all of a sudden, he 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 has a peaceful demonstration demonstration that's in opposition of things that are going on. And now this man can't even get on the NFL team. So great example. Great example, because Colin definitely took a stand when not a lot of people when, when it just wasn't as popular to, to do so, especially in the league. Man, you don't have um, a whole lot of vocal at, you, at the time i guess you didn't have a whole lot of vocal athletes you know the muhammad ali's of of today like who are they you know they're, what I'm gone. they're gone exactly so when you have a colin kaepernick stand up and be like no the injustice in the world is, is is too much it's not fair we need to do something about it make a stand that's 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 amazing and yes the establishment does turn their back on you but that's not why that dude can't get a can't get a job he can't play football <laughs> like he, he's just not a good quarterback <laughs> shout out to the bro Hey, listen, hey, listen. <laughs> hey, they can get that. He gonna end up getting about two million dollars just to sit on somebody's bench. But listen, he not can't do that right now. Going nowhere. He's not. Come on, there. nobody him. wants to. And and they're about to literally Johnny Manziel is about to possibly get back into the league on um, Saints. They're looking at him right now as a possible option, wow. and it's really sad that you can have Johnny Manziel be an option in that Colin can't even, you know, be in the conversation anymore simply because he he made uh and, and at the end of the day it wasn't it, it's so crazy that such a peaceful and and um you know um silent in the sense way to to bring points to uh, a really you know uh bad topic that is you know in the forefront of America all the time that it was something so small and minute that the the amount of um, publicity and and then backlash that it got is very um, interesting to watch how it unfolded, everything that happened. But it shows that when you even no matter how you try to uh, bring up that sore spot, no matter how it's done, there's always backlash and try to act like you were so out of tone for bringing any type of light to that uh, to you know racism in America. Yeah, and, and I just think. Look, in his situation, I, I don't think that he can't play football. Uh, and I think I would take him before I take Johnny Manziel. But his skill does not outweigh his message. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and watch how I draw this for you. So when 
LeBron, D-Wade, and the Heat decided that, oh, we're going to put on our hoodies uh, in support of Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. There was no fallout. Nobody said anything. When LeBron, D-Wade, and Carmelo got on the stage at the ESPYs dressed in all black and made their statement in reference to the same stuff that Colin was making a statement to, there was no fallout. But that's because their skill outweighed their message. So it was okay. We're not going to jump on these guys. I think, um, but there's a little bit of a difference there because if you look at it, uh, Colin, he dis- he, he, to some people, he disrespected the flag. But you have uh, D-Wade, LeBron, them, uh, they, they, they just speaking out on certain social injustices. So it, it may not impact certain people in the same way as somebody basically, quote unquote, disrespecting the flag or America. But I think that that argument stops when the first interviews were and people said, hey, are you disrespecting the flag? No, I'm not. This is what I'm doing it for. This is what it is. Exactly. And why why, why does the conversation continue to be, oh, well, it doesn't matter that you say you don't and, and that you have a real reason of what you're doing. I'm still just going to say that you're disrespecting the flag. And I'm going to I'm gonna point it that as and make it seem like that's that's the only thing that you're doing. Even though every time I ask you if, if at all, anywhere in what you're doing, that's what you're trying to represent. You let me know that that is not a point at all. It's just crazily offensive. So I was reading an article earlier this morning, as a matter of fact, and it actually had current U.S. soldiers that were commenting about that situation, about the Colin Kaepernick situation. And they were saying, look, this doesn't offend us at all. This makes us proud to know that we go and fight for people's ability to do exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So why would we have why would we have a problem with what he's doing when he's exercising his right as an American? If he can't mm-hmm. do that, then what are we fighting for? What, what are we doing? Right. We what might as well just doing? we might as well just stop fighting these wars. Right. And that's where you get into people's perceptions and people's mind states. You know, some of it may be ignorance or just uh, not wanting to consider anything other than, you know, him disrespecting the flag, because that's not what his intention was. It was never to disrespect the flag if the flag was so great. Or it doing what, it, or the country was doing what it was supposed to do, then some of these things wouldn't happen. And I think that's the overarching message. But people's perceptions, you know, the the way media kind of works and spins it, plus coupled, like you said, with his skill level not matching, you know, those not matching his, I guess, influence, you know, socially, it just, you know, it's it's not worth the risk. You know, you got certain people owning these teams and it's just an establishment that he's basically fighting against i'm not going to take a risk on a guy that i don't know can play a full season or is not going to get me three thousand yards and 24 touchdowns well let's let's talk let's and 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 i just i'll just throw in there and defend the bro uh so uh the the first season he was in the league he was on fire he had the the a coach that allowed him to do his thing and be a running quarterback and then you got um you got uh what's the the horrible coach from Philly that Coach Kelly that went there Chip Kelly Chip Chip Kelly and just changed the entire process and when you do that to a quarterback who's met in career all the running and you make him a stand up quarterback you 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 can't do that you can't change you can't turn Michael Vick and or Kyle Kaepernick or or even um, yeah it's a pocket player doesn't work the way they're not just I mean one two three throw in their style. 
that's not even it though, Art, because that's not even the type of quarterback that Chip Kelly was looking for. Colin Kaepernick should have actually been. He should have been the perfect illustration of what type of quarterback Chip Kelly needed. Where they fell out is that Colin Kaepernick is not a robot and he's not going to do something just because you told him to. And that's where Chip Kelly fell out with Philadelphia. Yep. He was yep. trying to treat he was trying to treat grown men like they needed their their college scholarship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I make more money than you, man. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> I pay your bills. That's always been the the interesting dynamic I think of with professional sports is how as you know um, a coaches and coaching staff like that ability to control somebody who you know you know makes nine ten times as much as you not you know a thousand times as much as you and still trying to reel them in to get them to focus and actually execute what you the plan that you have for the whole team but it comes back again to what Brett said it's media and what they choose to cover and what makes it to the general masses so let's take another athlete for instance uh what was my man uh he's trying to make a comeback now to play for the Seahawks Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Oh, is he? Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. This is how much TV I don't watch, man. Dang. Why? (laughs) I was so proud of him when he just said, he just dropped the mic on the NFL. They play for Oakland. They play for Oakland. Yeah, they play for Oakland. That's his hometown team. So he ain't, I'm knowing him, it ain't going to happen. He may be trying to get some beast mode sales up. <laughs> but, 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 but hey, let, but let's talk about that. So at the end of his career, what, what, what do we know him for? The same thing you know him for throughout his career. He wasn't any different at the end than he was when he was a rookie or a second year player uh just dogging the saints in that uh yeah. in that playoff game he was the same person from high school all the way up so uh, yeah. uh if you right but what did the media focus on they didn't focus on the consistent i'm here so i don't get fined he don't i'm, I'm that's exactly what I'm, about, he was, I'm here so i don't get fined right that's and that's what i'm yeah, talking sure, about he was he was the same way in the media and i think marshawn lynch gets a bad rap because he's 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 straight like he he's not even like blue collar. He's straight laced like he he is him unapologetically. And I think if you don't take the time to understand why he says you know people asking me questions about things that don't matter. Nobody's asking me questions about the the things that I do back in Oakland or in California for the city. Nobody the people that are asking me these questions they don't care anything about me. So why should I care to answer these questions? Yep. It's like Russell That's Westbrook. That's what I wanted to get into is that how come nobody covered the fact that this man isn't out there spending all his money on things that are unimportant. Like he puts a lot of his money into the community, even stuff overseas. Uh, He goes into impoverished areas and he puts money into them to help people live. Even when he retired, he hadn't spent a check. He lived off of his bonus money. Yep, yep. He, right. Um, he, he put out a big uh, the ESPN thing, did a half an hour on him, and you get to see it was so much you saw about him that I had no yep. idea. That it was just, yep. No, it was great. And I was like, wow, this is what happened. So hearing it again from you guys is kind of reminding that you don't have to always be in front of the camera to do the right thing behind the camera. Well, and, and, and listen, what the, the, the focus of this particular podcast episode is that you really have to pick and choose what angle of the camera you choose to watch or 
what music you choose to listen to, all of these external things, they, they do affect you. You don't realize how, what the lingering effect in your subconscious mind is. And you don't know that nobody's, I'm sure somebody's studying that. I'm sure the people that do marketing and that type of stuff, branding, I'm sure they study this and they know what the effects are. But do we, as a general population, do we realize that how the things that we expose our kids to, the things that we expose ourselves to, um, how that ultimately um, shapes us for the future? Getting back to future. <laughs> See what I just did? Oh, wow, crazy. <laughs> Full circle. This guy is amazing. Full circle. That's why we call him Coach K, baby. Yeah. So bringing it right back to future. Look, I don't have a problem with the artists that kids listen to or the artists that, you know, we listen to as adults. But what I do think you have to do is before you can go out there and expose yourself to the things that add no value to your life, you have to go out there and establish a foundation and know that, hey, I, I, I invest a lot into my foundation by watching the TV programs that are going to get me where I need to be, watching the movies that are going to give me something positive, that have a message that I can now take action on listening to the music that will always lubricate my mind and have my mind operating in a way that is going to take me to where it is that I'm trying to get to. What adds value to me? What increases my value? We talked about skill versus message. Well, how can you invest in your skill that will also increase the impact of your message? Right. If you can raise the two at the same time, you become unstoppable. And that's kind of the difference between LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick. LeBron has skill that they don't even nobody can match at this point. And therefore, he he can now deliver a message that's that's pretty much, hey, somebody else can't deliver because you're going to be without a team. So how do you get to that point? What if you were to sit down for 30 days, not sit down? But everything that you listen to, everything that you watch, write down what the name of that song is or the name of that TV show, and then write down what was your takeaway message and what can you take action on. I challenge you. I bet you you are not going to get anything out of basketball wives. Mm. You're not going to get anything out of out of. You're not going to get anything out of uh, love and hip hop. Well, you know those things, and and listen, those are the TV shows that are getting the most push right now scandal what are you gonna get out of that when, when are you gonna get a chance to have a affair with the president <laughs> mm. Mm. no comment <laughs> right i'm good <laughs> and again I, I i'm not saying that hey look from a pure entertainment standpoint that's fine but that should not be the larger percentage of what you expose yourself to if you're watching a tv show that your child can't watch what are probably the positive benefits of that TV show? Like when we were talking about Bob Marley, I can listen to Bob Marley with, with my son in the car. I can't listen to Future with my son in the car. That's why they make the edited version. But you can listen to your dinner in the car with your son. Oh, dinner, you know, it's a couple <laughs> of joints. Your dinner got a lot of hidden. Uh, it messages. It messages. A lot of innuendos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, and listen. That that's a great point because the more you expose yourself to, it, it doesn't have to be blatant. Right. Right. It could be something hidden, and by the time the, the more that you watch, the more that you listen, 
the more people that you speak to that maybe they don't have anything positive positive to offer, they've never had a, a positive day in their life, all of those things build up and they just start wearing you down. Mm-hmm. And eventually they there is some type of effect. And I wish more people had the access to resources that could research these types of things and show you that stuff. I like, man, we gotta go out there and see what what we can get that we can just put it down there for the people to see and to learn. And maybe that'll be something that we cover um in, in, in some future uh public appearances or or some future fledged five videos, something, but you know, I, I think we have to show the effects of useless information. And that's what most of it is. It's just useless information, useless content that's not going to get you anywhere. And there it is, man. Your life soundtrack, feed yourself good food, like that raisin bread, egg, and cheese sandwich. Carol just took a nice big bite out of. <laughs> hey, Fresh, man, before we get up out of here, man, uh, you got a new mix out uh the big conference yeah pushing that heavy let's go exactly uh my michael jackson reprint on the cover that thing is bad as can be uh (laughs) old school funk for your trunk i'm actually going to go ahead and probably drop this week a uh mix i did for um the bike week beach bike week uh this summer uh for the pre-mix that's a very eclectic mix. I like to go ahead and uh, consider myself an open format DJ. So you'll get a taste of everything uh, um, on that one. Everything from country to hip hop, uh, from back and side to side and in between. Easy. And where can we get Oh, definitely go check my SoundCloud, Barry B. Fresh. Um, that, that's where all the music is. Or you could check my Facebook page again. Search for Barry B. Fresh. The B is for Ben because I've always been fresh. Believe that. Hey, Fresh, when can we get that? positive life soundtrack oh that's coming soon you know i'm, I'm working with the prolific orator on collabing on uh you know generating some good uh tracks that are going to be able to propel your life uh, uh energy and make you feel motivated and, and prepared to go out and do some big things yeah man and, and i think in the lab man i got some stuff man you know we can put it down we're gonna make it you know real eclectic a lot of uh you know I was going to say what I challenge everyone to do is please make sure to put in um, the comments, uh, you know, what's your favorite uh, inspirational or motivational song is along with what is a song for your life soundtrack? Yeah. And when we say in the comments, we mean like when you listen to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, um, that could be SoundCloud, that could be YouTube, uh, that could be, come on, spit them out. Podcast radio, blog, talk radio, iTunes, Google Play. Stitcher, Podbean, all those podcasts. You name it, man. we there. We there. Yes. So whichever one you listen to, um, go ahead and just drop in the comments. One, hey, how do you guys like the podcast? But two, uh, definitely drop some songs that are that are your on your life soundtrack that you'd like to hear in the uh, your life soundtrack mix. Easy, great show, gentlemen. Appreciate y'all time. Fresh, welcome back, man. It's been a little minute. But definitely, definitely like that you came back to the show today. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, you can check the podcast. Like we said, YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook. Uh, you can check out Fledgeology at Fledgeology.com. And then any comments, requests, any feedback you have for us, you can email us at info at Fledgeology.com. That's info at Fledgeology.com. But that's the show. Thank you for listening here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing.
believe it. Now is your time to flex.